podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Hey, welcome back to the show. Here we are. Here we're recording. Are. We're we're recording right before this is actually going to air. I mean, not not right before. Yeah, but, it's not four. It's not four a.m. <laughs> yeah, but kind of right before. It is. Yeah, dude. We don't usually record this late or this close to the release. It's it's Sunday evening, like almost you know pushing nine o'clock. We yeah, because we're actually not like terrible procrastinators when it comes to the show. We generally try to record a little bit earlier in the week. Yeah, or, usually well, usually Friday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, so we, we both had pretty busy weekends. We uh, did. We I'm, did. I'm curious about yours because I don't really know any details yet, but I'll just yeah. give you the quick recap on mine, okay. which was uh, Thursday. I had oh, a Thursday wedding, and then on Friday, we decided that that was going to be the day that we painted or repainted our deck. So we spent like 12 or 13 hours painting. It was pretty grueling. It was hot, really hot. So did you mean, so you literally had a weekend of watching paint dry? No, I didn't watch much of it dry because <laughs> on Saturday I had another wedding, which was okay, a blast. Okay. And then today we got up and uh, went over to the, there's a local uh, lake here, Tynasta Lake. Okay. And they do, uh, we do camping over there over the 4th of July usually. And uh, we, <laughs> this is actually kind of a funny point here because I am, I'm calling myself out on ah. being a total hypocrite. Oh no, what did you do? Well, if we remember a couple episodes ago, I was complaining about yeah. the blankets being laid out on the, uh, this keeps coming up now, on the bleachers, reserving your seat. Well, yeah, we seem to have, we seem to have sparked. Um, a conversation with this piece. Yeah. So, so what we have to do at Tynesta Lake is go over and set your tents up like a week in advance to be able to claim your spot. That's the same thing. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So hold on a second though. Is that what they expect you to do though? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's sort of what you're supposed to do. You got to go claim you know, claim stake on your campground. And that's, and, that's, how, and you assuming, that's how you get it. Okay. So I would not put that in the same category as throwing your blanket out at the local high school stadium and then leaving. I mean, I don't I, think it's the same thing. It's maybe not exactly the same, but it's very similar as I was well, doing tell it. You what. As I was doing it, I'm like, I'm like, You're oh thinking my about God. It, right? I was, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? What makes these situations kind of difficult to categorize is like everyone kind of has its own norms and expectations, right? So I can yeah. see how that's a little more acceptable because it's the it's the norm or the expectation of the group. So explain that to me again. It's pretty much the expectation that everyone reserves their campsite this weekend and then comes back the next. Yeah, or just at some point before you go to camp. So like when you show up, you know, you take the boat over because they're primitive campsites. Like you get a boat to them and, you know, you, you kind of go up and down the, the coast, if you will. And uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're looking, uh, 
you're looking for open sites and you just keep going like, oh, someone's got that one, someone's got that one. Okay. And then you finally find one that's open and you snag it. Like that's the game you play. So okay. It may be a little bit different, but it's still a little bit the same. It felt to me. But I know what so, you, I know what you mean though. It's a different. It's it is different. It certainly sounds different to me, though. I could see how I absolutely could see how you're like, wait a minute, wasn't I just complaining about this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I thought I'd bring it up because it's kind of funny that I, I literally felt I, like I was doing the same thing. All right. Well, I I bet. I mean, I'll let you off the hook on this one. Well, I don't I know if everyone it. else will, but I'm going to let you off the hook on this one. Probably not. I fully expect uh, uh, the listener who who was. Uh, who I was calling yeah, out whose, originally. Whose blanket was out. <laughs> and I, I, then I apologized. Um, right, but because I, you found out it was, it was I expect, for a little bit different of a yeah, reason. Yeah, I expect to hear from her now. <laughs> She's like, aha! Yeah. See, now you did it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have to mention something on that, though, yeah. because I had I had put on the Facebook page, because I had made a mistake um, when you were telling me that you were going camping. I had mixed it up in my head, and I thought this weekend... Um, that I was going to, which we'll talk about here in a moment, I was going to the races mm. and you were going camping in the same weekend, which if you're looking at the Facebook page, I'll just correct that now, even though I already did. You're camping next or the weekend that's coming up. I'm actually just getting back from the races over at Watkins Glen. But I kind of put a thing out there. I was like, can anybody figure out who's doing what? Because I didn't say I didn't say who was going camping and who was going racing. And and it was just completely obvious which one of us is going to the races and which right. one of us is going camping. I don't believe there was any confusion there. I think everybody knew it was you. No, there was none. <laughs> there was none. It was like, yeah, you're you're you know, Joe's clearly going to the races and Dave's clearly going camping. Because I'm not sure I, I'm not sure that that it was even remotely difficult now that I think about it. No. No, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty <laughs> quick for people to figure that one out. But do you ever yeah. go? Do you ever go camping? I, I okay. So I admit, I think we talked about this way back in season one. And I, if I didn't say this back in season one, I'll say it again. I, I'm gonna, and everyone, everyone's just gonna sign off the show after I say this. Yeah. I really don't like tent camping. Okay. I really don't like it. So you're more like camper camping kind of guy. Yes, and that, in fact, speaking of that, is a perfect segue to what I did this weekend which is go to the IMSA, which is GT-style racing, uh, uh, races over at Watkins Glen, New York, because I was also, well, not also, but I was camping this weekend, and I'm okay. doing air quotes on my side, mm -hmm. because my friend Alan has a camper, and you you know, you know, stay in the camper all weekend. It's, it's a great setup because you go to this racetrack, right? This is over, this is over in uh, Lower State, New York, and you, know, you show up in your camper, you sit in the infield, so you literally park your camper like right next to where the where the cars go by, and you sit there all weekend, just eating and, and drinking and and watching the races and walking around and you know, going up to the pits. Uh, you know, watching them. You know, you can watch them change tires like right there. Uh, it's a it's a really cool experience because it's very grassroots. There isn't many limitations on where you can go as a person except the literal track. You just literally can't go on the track, but you can go anywhere else, including you can even head down to pit row if you want. It's a pretty neat experience. But it sounds pretty cool. I guess, yeah, It's it, even if you don't like races, like I don't really track GT races all that much. Like I don't keep track of the points or anything, but just being there and just watching these different different classes of machines, everything from like quote unquote street cars, yeah. you know, like re like really souped up like Civics um, and, and Hyundais and stuff all the way up to prototypes, like 
extremely fast, extremely technologically advanced uh, race cars is just, it's really an experience that, that is, uh, it's really, I guess, eye-opening. If you've never been to the races before, it's really cool to see. I have, I don't go to many races ever. So, I mean, I wouldn't even have anything to compare it to, but uh, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in like how, like, so, so all these campers are like basically in the middle of the race track or is it like more of yeah. like a rally track, like a, like a dirt track? No. So what, good question. Watkins Glen is, is actually owned by NASCAR now. I mean, they weren't before, but they're actually owned by the NASCAR, whatever you want to call it, the NASCAR corporation, the NASCAR entity. So it's, it's, it's what you consider. Yeah. It's what you consider a road course. Okay. All right. I'm just so envisioning not, you guys like absolutely covered in like dust like the entire time. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean that exists. Okay. That certainly exists. But this is this is this is different. This is road course, so you know, asphalt. Um and you sit basically what happens is is that the organization the or the uh the track sells you a spot, right? They sell you a spot to put your camper for like I forget what it is. It's like eighty bucks for the weekend or something or like so you don't go you don't go park in advance. Like hope. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you don't Just have leave to drive the camper there a week early. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great how they do it. They sell you a spot. And of course, some spots are better than others. So like you have like a say on whether you want your spot or not year over year, that kind of stuff. Too mm -hmm. many details to get into. Point being is that yeah, you just show up with your camper, you put it right in your spot, and you can you can live you live out of your camper all weekend. Wow, for like three days straight, they have races that go I, I literally around you. Right, because you're on the, what's considered the infield. You're inside the road course, and the road course goes around you, um, you know, with proper protection. I mean, think about, um, think about, think about it this way. Think about if you were at a NASCAR track, mm. like a turn left type thing. Right. But instead of sitting on the outside, you were sitting in the inside. Okay. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Be different. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and of course, there's a ton because it's not an oval. It's not just turning left for three hours. Which right. again, I don't have anything against turning left for three hours. Um, it, it's, it's, since it's not an oval, it's very large. Like it, it sounds like you do have a little problem with it, Joe. I, now I may have sound dismissive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're like, I don't have anything against I, turning left for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, no, I'll, let me put it this way. I think that having to turn left and right on oh. a road course is a better experience than turning left for three hours. I'm not saying it's a bad experience. I'm just saying a road course for my personal tastes, watching drivers navigate a road course is a better experience to me. I'll just I, say it I think way. it would be just in general too. But uh, that's again, I, I'm sure when you get behind a NASCAR on a NASCAR track. Oh yeah. In the big, in sure. the big oval. Uh, dude, that would probably be pretty, pretty goddamn intense. Well, I've, I don't know if you've ever talked to anybody that got like one of those weekends or whatever, where they actually like will take them and take them around the oval for a lap or two. Yeah. It's apparently, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Right? That like, would be, that'd be wild and loud. Yeah. Yes. And loud too. So some people even choose to wear earplugs depending on where the track they're, they're at. Yeah. But did you, so that did was, you? I was not in like an extremely loud area. There was enough room where I was for the sound to dissipate oh, okay. over the space. There are there is one, and I just in case anyone listening ever goes to Watkins Glen to race, do not do not camp at the racetrack section that exits what they call the bus stop. And I know that doesn't make any sense on the podcast, but if you're actually trying to reserve a spot, it would because you got to imagine 
imagine imagine a bank uh like a turn that's banked and comes directly all the sound waves imagine that coming directly back into your ears 100 percent. it's absolutely deafening do not stay on the turn that exits the bus stop you will go deaf in a matter of hours you cannot camp on that side without earplugs it's nuts do they uh do they run these like all day long or they kind of come in like hour like every hour they run something or is it pretty much like just constant another really good question because i'm not being real clear about this because it does sound now like wow what is it is it like all day and all night great question because it's it basically eight o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. you get awoken to the warm-up to the warm-up to like the drivers racing around the track warming up and then there's events throughout the day like say like 10 to 12 will be one of the events like the lamborghini event uh, one thirty to three thirty will be like the Continental Series, something like that, right? That'll be another event with different types of cars, and then from like three to four will be like the Porsche event, you know, the Porsche GT event, kind of something like that. There's different events throughout the day, but it's it's you do it's not twenty four hours of cars. Luckily, you once five o'clock hits, they're 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 done for the day, and it's it's you can just do whatever, camp with your friends, you know, you know, go play cornhole, you know, whatever. Do whatever, literally do whatever you want. Do they have to stop at a certain point? Either like <clears throat> for like, maybe is it for the reason of like the sun, like getting too low to where it becomes like blinding for the drivers or, or is it just because they just stop at five? They just stop at five. Oh, okay. they, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that, yeah, they just stop at five o'clock because the schedule runs basically eight to five. Right. And it's, um, it's basically a day job for a lot of people who actually volunteer or work at the track. Right. Okay. Cause they'll work eight to five five or eight to six or whatever oh, i got you um, right. and safe weekend too there wasn't i saw a catastrophic wreck there um three about three years ago no one was no one was killed like it wasn't that kind of but it was absolutely brutal like parts of porsches everywhere uh, about 16 cars in the wreck it was absolutely brutal uh but nothing this year all kinds of low-key stuff a couple guys into the wall someone burned their engine up we actually watched the, a lamborghini burn its engine up right in front of us dang uh it's like, I think it blew an oil seal. So was he, I mean, was he it's hot dogging? Was he revving it? <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I think he just got unlucky in this oh, okay. case. He wasn't trying to like show. So that off. was my weekend. Like doing like a so, like, like a Vin Diesel. Like, he wasn't doing like he wasn't doing like three sixties. You know, right? like burn. You know, he wasn't doing like three sixty burnouts or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that kind of stuff on like YouTube. <laughs> it's got to be so embarrassing. I see people like trying to do that kind of stuff, and then they they take off, jump the curb, and hit a foam pole. <laughs> oh my god, we were laughing about this. That it's so funny you say that because we were laughing about that this weekend because there's a lot of Mustangs there, mm-hmm. and so we were all having a, a, a joke amongst ourselves about, hey, don't let this guy pull out of here by himself. You, you know, right? Yeah, showing <laughs> off. Yeah, he's gonna jump the curb and go into twelve other vehicles on the other side of the street. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that has probably happened at some point. It had to have up there. If you, if you don't know, it's in the. Luckily, it's in the middle of nowhere. This racetrack is in the middle of of the of the Watkins Glen, a tourist area, and it's up in the hills. The only thing that's up there is farm country. Okay, well, that's probably a good thing. So, right. So they're not pulling. So when drivers leave, you're literally pulling back out. You're, you're pulling out onto a country road. No joke. Like okay. it's it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh. But if someone doesn't know what we're talking about, when you're done listening to the podcast, just go to YouTube and type Mustang Leaves Car Show, and you're just going to get dozens mm-hmm. upon dozens of hits of idiots in Mustangs smashing their Mustang into somebody else's car. They were trying to do a burnout and show off. It's 
hilarious. Yeah, maybe you'll have to try and find one of those videos and share it on the on the Facebook one. page, if we remember. Well, pe- people have done compilations of them all the time, so I'll find a compilation and yeah. put it up there. All right, cool. So overall, yeah. pretty fun weekend for you? Yeah, it was fun. And I guess the entire point of that thing was just to talk about how my camping is not like your camping, mm. but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your your bathroom situation is probably a little bit different than ours, being that we are yeah. primitive camping. Oh, shoot, that's right. Yeah. Like, you're like, you're primitive, primitive camping. Like, you're not even like, I'm camping, but there's a bathroom. You're like, really camping. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh my uh, God. It, 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 you're in the woods. I mean, there's nothing there. There's no running water, no electricity. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh it's hardcore. God. But I will tell I, you, like, there's something about it. We, we've done the whole campsite yeah. camper thing for, for years. Mm-hmm. And doing the primitive thing is a blast because you literally camp on the side of the lake. And it's just something about it. Like, you're not distracted by, you know, right. electricity or <laughs> you don't got to be bothered by, you know, running water <laughs> all those all those all those inconveniences of right. real life or not real life of, of of being near civilization right yeah if you have to go anywhere you gotta get on a boat and go dock it and then you can leave like in your car okay so it is, it is uh, it's over there man it's it's fun i say the like the most inconvenient part of it is when someone shows up and my brother-in-law has to stop whatever he's doing Fire up the boat, go over, dock it, get him. Oh come, man! Yeah, it's like it's, it's a whole process. So, you know, this year we were trying to like implement maybe times that people could show up to make it a little bit easier for him. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay. So, so we'll, here's what we'll I want to see, though. If you if you could on the Facebook page, you've got to post a picture of your camping situation. Okay. Yeah, I I, I my mine's just a camper. Mine's not excited, but I, I mine's not like real camping but you got to post a picture of what your situation looks like i thought you were gonna say going to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) you have to picture i want to see you go to the bathroom out in the woods no no you can just do that you know you're you're good i'll just send that to you via text like look joe (laughs) like oh my god Uh, you know what i'm doing i'm gonna text you back and i'm gonna say this is why i don't camp right (laughs) (laughs) yeah my luck i sent to the wrong joe I sent a breeze. Yeah, right. Of course, breeze probably yeah, okay too. Gonna, oh, he thinks he'll think it's hilarious. He'll yeah. think you just meant to send it to him. Right. <laughs> oh man. Um, so all right. So Joe, let's let's actually move past all that. Okay. Because uh, I could just keep rambling on about camping shit. I know. Um, well, I do have, I do have one more thing to mention before we get started. Actually, what we're doing this episode is like almost 20 minutes into it. Uh we the, the two main things we're gonna do, aside from bullshit in here, is that uh, we got a little bit of trivia. And a couple of weird news stories. I think that's really it, right? Wait a minute. We have to talk about a very important landmark. Oh, geez. Yes, of, yes. Of our hometown is it will no longer be with us. That is true. Oh, oh my gosh. Hang on. I forgot one other thing. Okay, hang on. Okay, okay. I meant to mention this right at the beginning of the show, and I forgot. Yes. Okay. So, Joe, we as a show have okay. hit not a milestone, but we are nearing a milestone and i i just happened to pull up our our page and i was like really that's how many episodes we've posted so when this one airs joe we're gonna have 93 episodes out there so far 93 yeah we are wow we are seven episodes away from hitting that hundo mark 
So I feel like, I guess if you just would have asked me without telling me how many episodes we have, because mm-hmm. I don't pay attention really much to like the episodes, the strict number on the page, I would have said maybe like 60 or 70, but we're nearing 100. We're closing in on 100, man. That's crazy. Well, crazy. Van Dam. Van Dam, yes. Van Dam. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I sat there and looked at it for a minute. I'm like, 93 episodes. I don't want to keep stewing on this, but I was just impressed, dude, because... We mentioned it way back early on in the show that most podcasts generally fail or fall apart uh, after 10 episodes. That's usually kind of yeah, the magic people number. Do 10. Right. They do 10. They realize like, or not, and, and I don't care what the show's about. They realize they can't get anybody and they just stop. Yeah. Or they or, just give it up or they don't like the idea. Right. That's always possible too. Yeah. The most common thing I see is they run out of shit to talk about. Like they, they, uh, cause they, they kind of cornered themselves into oh, like okay. a very okay. niche, you know, market of podcasts. Like we're only going to talk about, you know, cereal. And then after 10 episodes, they're like, God damn, there's no more cereal. Like, what do we do? Well, <laughs> lucky for us, we don't even have a point. Right. We have no point to our show. We just ramble. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, really, we really kept ourselves from being painted into a corner on that one. Yeah, yeah, but that's how you get that's how you get tons of listeners because they're searching out specific things, not yeah, hmm, let's specific see things, two yeah. guys bullshitting with each other. No one looks for that. So right. <laughs> we, that, that depends on on our listeners who spread the word. Yeah, because uh, not too many people search by the term variety show, right? No, no, it's really got to be like uh, you know those pesky algorithms, perhaps, or yeah, uh, you know, like I said, just someone just talking about it. You know, I'm always plugging the show. I'm like, hey, I mean, you listen to our podcast. Like, what's it about? Sl- Nothing. Sl- slap a sticker on them <laughs> yeah, when they're yeah. walking away. Here, put this on your car. Here, take the sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Promote for us. So, yeah. So, all right. So, you you mentioned, Joe, that uh, a, a local establishment of ours that's been around for quite some time, I actually do not have the exact number, you think I would have, uh, is closing. They are leaving us permanently. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is because, well, twofold. It's uh, It's near and dear to me because I used to work there. And it is also a very Gen X, you know, kind of place. It is the movie stop in Oil City. Yeah. And so if movie stop is basically where we're from, Oil City's version of the last blockbuster. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. It was a mom and pop shop. I, I believe they had a few of them at one point. They I, did. In the, in the height of the movie rental business they actually had a they had a few uh they had a few locations i think there's one in erie too wasn't there it was i don't know if there was one in erie but i think there was one in union city maybe that was it yeah yeah because they're they're more of like the small town you know you know mom and pop video store right right i want to say i think they're the last video store i think what i saw in the article was it in like a like a 50 or 60 mile radius so it says because I'm pretty sure there's still one in Titusville. So I don't know if that's a movie was... stop or just a video, just a somebody's video rental, store. somebody's video rental store. Yeah. I don't know if that was accurate. That, uh, that statement. you know, that's we're Okay. I think we're going to have, I think we have a gen extra assignment. What's that? Find, right? find don't the we, video stores. We, we, have to, we have to find out if that fact is true or not. Okay. We will. We don't have to find out right this second. I'm just saying at some point. Yeah. But okay. So the reason that this is kind of like, you know, it, I don't like. I don't say important, but I guess sad. Interesting, interesting and sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it is like one of those. Like you just drive by it, and I feel bad because I never go in there. 
but I don't want to see it go away because, right. you know, because of <laughs> yeah, nostalgia. I get, I get it. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, like they're still kicking, man. They're still hanging in there. You know, people are still walking into a store and renting movies. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if they're closing because business stinks or if maybe they're just done with it, you know, just hanging up the, you know, hanging their hat up and they're over it. Maybe they just, right. Maybe, maybe the business is still like feasible, barely, but the just, right. It's not, maybe it's not worth it anymore. I mean, if you're renting like, you know, 15 movies a day or something, you know, it can't be that many, honestly. It can't be. Not with, you know, again, I think we've probably talked about this, or I'm sorry, talked about this before, but, you know, with Netflix and just being able to rent movies on your TV through, you know, whatever, like Prime or right. you know, iTunes or whatever. Right. It's just so damn convenient that, yeah, the stores I, have just absolutely suffered. The place where we're, the area of the country where we're from, it made sense that a video store lasted as long as it did. It's it's Northwest Pennsylvania, right? So it's not it's not the most um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's not the most probably technologically uh, connected section of the globe. So a video I'd store could that, make yeah. it last there, right? It could it, a video store could last there a heck of a lot longer than say other areas of of uh, of the globe. But it seems even time has caught up to oil cities uh movie stop yeah you know you know what i hated was red box you remember those i think there's still a few of them here and there As a matter of fact i think there's one on our walmart too i do remember red box in fact i'm relatively sure we still have red boxes in erie in a handful of places yeah they're still out there and i think the reason they're out there is because they don't require you know a human being they don't require a building right you know, it's just literally you just stick it like a pot machine in front of a store. What's the labor cost for a red box? Right, probably Nothing. nil. Uh, but what I hated the most about red boxes was when you would go up to one mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm going to go rent a movie. And you're standing there. Someone's at the red box. All right. And they don't know what they're going to get yet. <laughs> they're just yeah. Leafing, yeah, leafing through the titles. Yeah. And they, they click on this one. And they're reading about it, and they're like, eh. And they go to the next one, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, like, no. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I know what I want to get. And then they, they're there for like five minutes, ten minutes sometimes. It, it, what, what drove me nuts was that was like a huge flaw in their system. On, on paper, it probably seemed like a great idea. Walk up and grab a movie. But they didn't really consider the browser, you know? So like at a movie stop, yes, if you were to right. walk up to the front door of a blockbuster or a movie stop and there, say there's someone there and they're like, I'm sorry, you can't come in yet. Someone's looking for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would be utterly ridiculous. You just right? got to wait outside and like, like, do they get one yet? No, nope, still looking. You're outside the door <laughs> here and like left and right. You're yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your hands above your eyes, like looking through the window. <laughs> is he, is he going to find something? Like God. What's he doing? Yeah, like I, so, I, I, I just want to get you know a copy of you know, Armageddon, <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> I just, I just want a copy of what's the uh, Twin Impact or Double Impact? I was gonna with, twin Impact. With, with, <laughs> <laughs> twin Impact. That's probably that's probably a title they were kicking around. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like should mm. we go with a Double Impact or should we go with Twin Impact? Like, I don't know. That kind of like Twin Impact sounds cool. Like, all it's right. Like, it's like, no, it doesn't. Let's go with Double Impact. It's probably a working title for a little while. 
<laughs> like it was probably on posters and shit. But anyway, well, so yeah, so that, that was my big complaint. That was my what I would consider the biggest flaw of Red yeah. Box. To your point, and they, they made this point in the lack the last blockbuster too. And actually the last blockbuster is even though that documentary came out two years ago, it mm-hmm. is still open. I just double checked the other day. Nice. Uh, that was the one thing that they actually talked about is that you just don't have anymore is that you don't have that. I don't know what you want to call it. Right. Have that, that, that kind of like that, that sense of curiosity, that sense of awe using that loosely. When you walk into a movie store and you're like, what are we going to pick today? Right. Because there's only certain titles in, right? So you got to kind of look around. You got to flip it over. You got to read the back. Remember, like reading. Remember reading the back. Yeah. Of even even of the DVD. Even when the the technology swung to a majority of DVDs, you still could pick it up and read the back to see what the heck it was about. Yeah. Asking the clerk, like, "Hey, what's a good movie to watch?" Like, "Well, what are you yeah. looking for?" You know. So having those conversations. You know, sending like yes, send, you know, sending the kids over to get like you know, like the latest like cartoon movie, you know, animated movie. Yep, they'll pick out something you want, and I'm getting something I want. Yeah, now, now I will say, you know, something that was nice, you know, being able to do it at home is you can just watch the trailer and figure out if you want to watch it, and you never had to take that gamble if it was going to be in stock because I hate right. that when you would like you'd finally decide on a movie and you're like, yes, yep. I'm going to get this, and there's there's 37 copies on the wall. And there's no movies behind them. <laughs> <laughs> I know that would be the thing too. Is that there would be a whole section of movie stop dedicated to like the thing that just came out that week, and all 37 of them would be gone. Yeah, at like 11 a.m. Like how? Yeah, they're all Remember behind. Down there, they're all behind the counter waiting for people. People <laughs> yeah, they know. Where, where you were working because you worked behind the counter. Yeah, at, man. At movie stop, I know so that they game. had to ask you like, uh, hey, uh. Hey, hey, Mr. Dave. <laughs> like, yeah, any copies of, uh, uh, you know, Big Daddy? Big Daddy? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, nah, I don't have any copies in stock. I'm sorry. M- meanwhile, like 11 people called me already. <laughs> and like, hey, can you hold me a copy of that? We actually, I remember at one point we stopped doing that. We're like, I'm sorry. We, we're done holding movies. You must be here. You cannot, res- you, know. you can't reserve your movie <laughs> <laughs> with a simple phone call. <laughs> they come in and throw a blanket on it. <laughs> You're like, you're like, what is this? The future? Right. <laughs> what is this? 2020? What are you doing? Oh my I God. remember walking into this is like my most of my like young childhood to like mm-hmm. young adult life, walking into a movie stop. And you know, you know, you you know you could tell the, you know, you could tell um if it was worth going over to the just dropped off movie pile because when I would come into movie stop, if that stack of movies on the just dropped off movie pile was real big. I would root through that before going the rest of the way into the store because sometimes people had just dropped something off that you or the other folks working that day didn't check yet. Yes. Yep. And you're like, oh, I want this. Here. And you hand it, hand it on the one side so they can check it in. And like, I'll meet you on the other side and you go check it right back yep. out. <laughs> yeah. So the real, the real movie rental professionals knew to check the check-in pile before they walked the rest of the way into the store. Yeah. I, dude, we'd have people waiting, like hanging out. I feel like we've had this conversation before, so I apologize. I I think we did, but this is more your personal experience with the place. Well, I mean, I have some. I I told a story to Steve, like you know, probably what, uh, eighty nine episodes ago, about <laughs> when uh, when I got hit on um, by the uh, by a gentleman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Should I retell the story real quick in case well, in case someone missed it? I can't- 
I mean, was it was it that was it that long ago in the show? Do you think was it that long ago that we should retell it? It was a year and a half ago that I told that story. Okay, I tell you what, I won't tell uh, the whole story. I'll sum it up. But yeah. if you want to hear yeah, it, yeah, let's go, go, go to back. the quick version. Quick version is, dude came in, rented an an alternative lifestyle video. Oh, okay. From the uh, naughty room, and he, I w- what's that? I was gonna say boating. Yes, boating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he went back to his hotel room apparently and called me up and he, he was describing me and I'm like, oh, it's me. I'm like, I'm the only guy here. What's up? And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. He's like, I was just wondering if you'd like to come over and watch it with me. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not that sure. way. And, yeah. uh, he's like, Oh gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't realize I'm like, what do you mean you didn't realize? Yeah, because then you have to think about like that's oh. exactly what happened. I'm like, what am I doing? That I was uh-huh. throwing out vibes, and I realized what it was. What was it? I I had frosted tips. <laughs> nice. So I was rocking like the sugar ray hair, and I had like bracelets on. I had five earrings in. So I was looking kind of the part. I I thought I was like pulling off like that boy band look uh, at the time. You know, mind you, it was not, like 1998. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I quickly uh, I dyed my hair shortly after, took out all my earrings. I was like, I'm, I think I'm throwing out the wrong uh, the wrong signals here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I kind of feel like I have to apologize to the world for my style and particularly hair choices in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I mean maybe like both of us are just like you know we thought it looked cool. Okay, we thought we thought it looked cool. Yeah. It didn't. It did. No. But at the time, in our defense, at the time, we thought it did. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine trying to pull off frosted tips again. Do you think it'll ever come back? It's going to come back. It has to. Everything Dude, comes that back. Me- that, that messy, like, I, I almost want to call it like a, a yard sale look from the late 90s or like, the, like the mid to late 90s, right? It was the, the more the more you could look like you just rolled out of bed, the better. But it was funny because you rolled out of bed and you accidentally rolled into like somebody's gas station shirt and a bunch of bracelets and these and, a, and like 15 earrings went in your ear. Yeah. And you mess up your hair like you just didn't give a shit. Yeah. It was the it was like the weirdest collection of of objects that that, that I think Gen X could come up with. And then suddenly and then suddenly and it almost suddenly like it went away. It did. It went away pretty quick. Yeah. It was like right when I left for for school in 1998 um that it kind of it faded away and i was like oh jeans and t-shirt i can do that yeah not not spiky frosted hair <laughs> <laughs> yes or or as mine used to be parted like long and parted you know how it goes yeah oh yeah yeah again rehashing that conversation uh so yeah, here yeah. we are Gen yeah so all right well let's move past the uh the movie stop thing i'm sorry to see that you're going you know, if you happen to listen to our show, probably not. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, sorry, sorry to you know hear the news. Yeah, unfortunately, the last. Uh, look forward to the future documentary, the last movie stop, which I guess would not be open anymore. Yeah, I'm curious again though. Like I said, if if it's by their choice, you know, if something happened with like, you know, the lease or the rent or something, maybe maybe there's just maybe they want to put something else in there. Like whoever, maybe this wouldn't renew their lease. I don't know. Maybe we ha- now we have more homework to do. We do. Yeah, we need to find these fucking. I'm sorry. We need to find these answers out. <laughs> I've been trying to behave with the f bombs. 
<laughs> After that one episode where I berated them for an hour straight. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... All right, what are we, oh, we got uh, trivia, Joe. All right. Do you have your trivia questions ready? I do. I have my trivia questions. What are we doing? Are we doing five? Five questions. This week? I have pulled All mine right. from the uh, trusty pub trivia box. Do we have to... Do we have to do, do? I thought we had a trivia info song or intro song. We do. Are you ready for it? Oh yeah. You know what time it is, Joe? Oh yeah. Mm. I heard it starts with a T. It's time for trivia. Fuck yeah. yeah. I love the trivia song, dude. It's so good. I know. We just need to. We just need something like official to say with it. That's all. It's or more, we just do that every. It's time. more fun just to ramble over it. All right. Let's 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 keep it that way then. All right, so I got my dinger and buzzer ready. Uh, all right, do you uh, let me have you go first because I, I actually have a couple right. points after my very last question. Some interesting facts. Now, I feel like last time, I, I'm looking forward to those facts, by the way, but I, I feel like last time I was a little too harsh on you. So I am throwing you mm-hmm. the biggest blooper in the world oh my for God. question number one. Don't preface, now, it with, all good. don't preface it with that. <laughs> I'll probably miss it. <laughs> because. No, no, I, I, I think it is, I don't care how many multiverses or versions of Earth there are out there. Mm-hmm. There is no version of Earth where you miss this question. Are oh you ready? Oh, my God. Okay. I've, I'm going to be so embarrassed if I miss it. Okay. All right, here we go. Name the rock group that brought out the 1996 album, What's the Story, Morning Glory. Oh, you did throw me a blooper. Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very yes. kind of you. I got, yes. a, I got a freebie. Yes. <laughs> I, so I, I've, I've, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep all because, like you said, like you pull yours from a game, I'm pulling mine from a game just mm-hmm. to kind of make sure they're on the same like skill level. Yeah. But I, I felt like last time I went, I went above and beyond <laughs> what I was supposed to. Yeah. So all right, a couple of mine were challenging last time, but yeah, some of yours are a little harder. But go ahead, go ahead. So, Nice job, by the way. One out of one. Thank you. Okay. Number two. What kind of animals communicate with each other by means of a waggle or circle dance? And I'll just clarify something here. That animals means the animal or insect kingdom. A wag. What would you say? A wiggle? Waggle or circle dance. A waggle or circle dance. Yep. Um... I know there's this weird bird that does it, uh, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with like an obvious one. I think might be obvious. I'm gonna say a dog. Oh no! I'm sorry. Oh no! It was a bee. A bee. A bee. Right. Yes. Haven't you ever seen those? Na- which I guess apparently the answer is no. So I don't want to sound like I'm like. What do you mean you don't know? But like, the, I remember, yeah, right, <laughs> moron. <laughs> right. For some reason, like I, I, I had assumed probably incorrectly that this was more common knowledge because it, back in the day when we only had like two channels to watch, I always got stuck watching PBS and PBS was just like nature documentary after nature documentary. And like, they're always like, and as the bee begins to waggle. And move in a circle to communicate the location of the pollen. The other bees are alerted to its presence. I'm like, oh, really? Very interesting. So you remember that from PBS way back in the day? 
Oh yeah, dude. I I for some you know how you get those like little nuggets of information that don't leave your head. That's impressive, yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive. That's one of them, at least. Yeah. Mine are probably not in the same category. <laughs> You're like, if you mix blue and yellow together. <laughs> you just get, kidding. You get blello. <laughs> <laughs> next next question. <laughs> All right, yeah. What is your next question? All right. All right. So Here one one uh one and one. All right. Which IBM computer won a game of chess in 1996 and subsequently a whole match in 1997 against world champion Gary Kasparov? This was bit this was when you and I were like watching the Penguins in 96 97. This was a big story. The I this was wait, the, 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 the IBM computer had a name? Yes, it actually had a name. Not just IBM. Okay, tell you yeah. <laughs> All right, I am going to give you. Please give me some kind of a hint. Yes, I'm rhymes you... with no. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three hints. Okay. Well, no, three hints. I'm not going to give you three hints. I'm going to give you three to choose from. I don't want the choices because I'll probably pluck it out once I hear it. So give me just you got any way to hint it to me. Have I okay. seen one of these? Uh, yes. I, okay. Uh, color. Color is in is in, in the name. There's a color in the name. Oh God. Um. Oh no. Maybe a little better hint than that. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, oh, I got a good hint. Mm -hmm. um, the, fir the, 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 the name is two words. Okay. And it's part of a deeper, it's part of a, a saying about the ocean. <laughs> Did you just hit the buzzer? Yes. What is it? Uh, deep blue. Deep blue? Yeah. Who Deep remembers blue. that? You're like, oh, I'm going to make it a little easier for you. <laughs> Deep blue. And you're like, what? Yes. You should have said what computer brand. I maybe would have guessed IBM. Oh, that would have been. Yeah, I think. I don't even know if I would have got that, but that's. Uh, okay. Like okay. what All model right. Packard Bell? Like, <laughs> like the, the, well, P, both, the P3000. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. We'd both get that. So yeah, so what apparently what I'm doing is I started off real easy and then I'm just going right out the window. You're like I'm going to let him get one. <laughs> yeah, he he can have he can have one. God. Okay. I am embarrassed at how easy my questions probably are. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, Jeff. no. All right. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. You got you got I have a feeling that you're going to get this next one. Mm -hmm. All right. I do. Which IT <laughs> company uh -huh. is also known by the abbreviation HP. Oh, Hewlett Packard. Ding, ding, ding. Fuck yeah. All right, sorry. I, yes, got, I got excited. Yes. Yeah. You mm. take those questions and shove them right up your, you know, thing. <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep that PG-13 rating. <laughs> yeah, we have, to, we have to bring it way down because of the, uh, because of the one episode. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm two for two. So this, this is two. it. This, this is the... Uh, oh. Two for four or two out of four. So this this will determine if you actually right, get two, more two than and two. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, here we go. Okay. Now, which president proclaimed Thanksgiving Day a national holiday? And I'm going to give you a hint with this. It's one of the two most famous presidents. <sighs> Thanksgiving Day a national holiday. I mean, I'm yep. gonna have to go with like Abe Lincoln. You got it. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, 
Why? Why is that? Why wasn't it a national holiday prior to that? It took like uh, 400 years. <laughs> if I was like, you know, yes. why, why don't we have this a holiday? Like, it's been a while. It took 400 years of compressed time <laughs> yeah. to, get, to get Thanksgiving Day turned into a national holiday. Uh, but no, nice dude. Good job on that last one. Thank I was you. actually worried you were gonna you're gonna be like, well, George Washington, yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> Space Force, come on. Oh man. Okay. Uh, all right. So my questions, Joe. Five questions for you. All number, right. Let's number go. Number one. Who did George Lucas? You know who he is. I, I've heard of him. Yes. Originally cast as Indiana Jones. Hint, it was not, what's his name? Uh, uh, Harrison Ford. It was not Harrison Ford. So, so, so it's, not, it's not Harrison Ford. Okay. Correct. I didn't want you to um, guess the obvious one. So there was somebody he... in mind before Harrison Ford. <laughs> okay. I know this is not the answer because it makes absolutely no sense. But I'm be like, I think it was Will Smith. <laughs> I don't think Will, Will Smith, Smith was like, was he even no. born yet? <laughs> when did that first one no, come out? Uh, he was alive. Yeah, he was probably like, probably. 15. I feel like I should know this. Um, uh, I'll give go you with... one. Okay. All right. Let me, what's your guess? What's your guess? Well, I, I actually don't even have a good okay, guess because right. I know it ha I know it has to be somebody from that era, but no names are coming to mind. I'll give you one hint. He was famous for his mustache. Burt mm. Reynolds. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, that's actually who I meant. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Did I? Burt Reynolds also had a mustache, right? He did. Okay. All right, good. Because I wanted to like, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, maybe he didn't actually have one. But those, I always get those two confused. And I think other people do too, because they're like one person in my mind. Yeah. Maybe that was a bad hint. Let me look up Tom. Oh, I know who you mean. Tom Selleck yeah. was, was in... Tons yes. of those late '80s, early '90s comedies. Yeah, he had a rocking mustache. Yeah, okay. and so did and I. Believe Burt Reynolds did too. I believe he did too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because what was Burt Reynolds was was he in? I don't know. Who cares? All right. Yeah, <laughs> well, eh, let's whatever. move on. Moving on. All right. Uh, all right. Name this is a space question for you, Joe. Yes. Name the four terrestrial planets in our solar system. Name the four terrestrial planets in the yes, solar system that are made of like rock, stone, oh, not gassy. Okay. Yep, <laughs> they're not. They're not gas giants, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, Earth. Do I get one for Earth? You got Earth. Venus. Mm -hmm. Mars. Mm -hmm. And here we go. I I believe Mercury is solid. You Mercury is solid. It. Yes. All yeah. right. It's the first four. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know what? I just realized that too when you said that. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that the first four planets? And it is. Yeah. Apparently, after us, it uh, gets a little gassy out there. Yeah. Who? Who would have thought? Who'd have thunk? Okay. Uh, all right. What? What number is this? Number three. Okay. What author coined the phrase? I solemnly swear I am up to no good. Oh, that's a great question. I will give you no hint on this one. No, this is no. very pop I mean, culture. I got, you I should gotta know get, this. I gotta get some of these legitimately. I saw what author, right? Yep. 
What author? I solemnly swear I am up to no good. Um, oh boy, I I think you're gonna get me on this one because this is not ring. This is like one of those things too, where like everyone's probably screaming into the radio device, yes. phone, whatever they have that uh, you should get this. Go ahead. Uh, I I'm drawing a complete blank. Buzz me. I don't know. I'll give you a hint and see if you can get it after this hint. Okay. When they said it. They would use a magic wand. They would use a magic wand. Mm -hmm. And this is an this is a real person. Yeah, it was it was an author. It was in their books. Uh, uh I have no idea. J.K. Rowling. It was in the Harry Potter oh. movies. Oh, Harry Potter author. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. When okay. they would use the uh, the map in the first movie, well, actually they used it throughout the movies. But yeah, in the first movie they would. Uh, uh, they would you know why wand. I didn't get that? Why? Because you never saw them. I never saw them. I, I know, and I know how massively popular they are, and I've never seen them. I should know that, Joe. Ninety-three episodes in, that you haven't seen any Harry Potters. I apologize for that one. <laughs> we did, yeah. no, dude. I, I, don't, I forget half the shit we talked about in the first season, first season or two. I know we have like briefly discussed like things like m weird, weird things that we haven't seen that everyone else has. And I think if I didn't bring it up, I'll just say it now. I have no freaking clue what's going on in Harry Potter. Well, you're ever. you're ten late or ten years late to the party, anyways. Yeah, it's okay. I don't even need to go to the party at this point. No, no, you would not be invited. Mm -mm. <laughs> Get this loser out of here, right? All right. Uh, actually, Joe, I miscounted. I have six questions. You have a bonus one. Okay. So, all right. So all number right. number four. What color is the blood? Of a horseshoe crab. I oddly knew this. Probably from watching. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Do you know what I was hoping you were going to be like, what color was Washington's white horse? <laughs> yes, the blood of a horseshoe crab. Do you know what color it is? I'm going to throw a color out there just because I yeah. think this is... Uh, this is also unfair because you're colorblind. I am really setting you up bad here. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, but I could... Look, but, but arguably somebody could have told this to me or I should know it from just... From watching all of that PBS that I apparently that used is to true. watch. That is true. I'm gonna I thought they I thought it was blue. That is correct, Joe. Good right. job. So I apparently I did watch a little too much PBS. All right. This next question is right in your wheelhouse. And I mean yes. right there, like one timer, right in the goal. Here we go. Yeah, like it's okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Just tee it up for me. Let's go. What is the highest grossing video game of 2014? 2014. Mm -hmm. 2014. You played this a lot. I I believe I know what it is. Mm -hmm. I believe it is Grand Theft oh, no, no. Auto. Oh. I never played this game. That's your hint. <laughs> oh, okay. 2014. Mm -hmm. Highest grossing game. You never played it. Never. Way too nerdy for me. Oh, oh, too nerdy for you. Yep. Here you go. You got five seconds. Was it Diablo 3? <clears throat> no, what the hell was it? World of Warcraft. Oh, shit. I don't, I did not even realize. I, you know what? You're absolutely right. I played, I played that quite a long time ago. I clearly know it was very successful, but I did not know it was the highest grossing game in 2014. Huh. Yeah, so there you well, go. You know what? I learned I learned something new every day. Yeah, now you got that little little nugget. 
right. do not I do not play this. I'll be like, <laughs> I do not play this game. <laughs> Nor will I ever or have ever. Okay, uh, so your bonus question, Joe. How yeah. deep in miles is the deepest place on Earth, including the ocean? Uh, that's, I think that's the Marianas Trench. That is correct. And this is where uh, I had a couple I, facts about this, Joe. But I have to... Oh, okay, so I don't have to tell you how deep it is? No, it's seven seven miles. Cool, thank you. Yeah. Oh, like, damn it, that was part of the question. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought... Like, I was, like, thinking I went nuts there. Like, In my head, I'm thinking, like... I'm like, oh, he named what it was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you got the name, smart. right? So, all right, so yeah, seven, seven miles deep. Uh, it is, uh, it's about 15,000, hang on, there is no comma there. There is, uh, it's about 1,500 miles long, which I didn't realize it was that long. That is a long, that is a long ass trench. It is 43 miles across. The average depth of the ocean is uh, 2.3 miles. So it is about three times deeper than the average depth. Uh, most animals, Joe, live around the 600-foot mark. The Titanic. That's it? Yeah. There are, like, whales that go deeper than that. Um, that's where most aquatic life uh, tends to live. Uh, the Titanic is resting at 12,500 feet. Wait, the, the Titanic's at 12,500 feet compared to the trench, which is how deep? Seven miles, so convert that to feet. Jeez, okay. Whatever that is. Yeah. You can probably do that math real quick. Um, uh, wow, okay, yeah. I was curious. I'm like, what's the pressure? How much pressure is down there with all that all that water on top of you? Yeah. Uh, the atmospheric pressure that we feel on average uh, walking around Earth is uh, 14.7 PSI on our bodies. Okay. The bottom of the trench is 16,000 PSI. Holy shit. That'll... that'll- it will crush anything. Anything. Yeah, but there's, dude, there's, there's like, I think there's life down there, which is very weird. Would they, would they explode if they came up too far? I think almost certainly. Well, depending, depending if it has any kind of centralized pressure in it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, by the way, I, uh, the, the, the maximum I did the, it's 36,037 feet in okay. case anyone cared. Yeah, that's deep. So there you go. There's some yeah. Mariana Trench facts. So someone's going to pull some of those out of the party. Like, you know what? (laughs) I guess, you know what? You know what's really weird to think about when it comes to the ocean? What's that? Is that, and you can, I, there's a couple, there's a couple places on the internet that will do this. It's kind of, I think it's, I think it's interesting to envision the earth without water. Right? Because, I mean, there's just by the luck of the formation of earth, we have water. Yeah. Right? Uh, But like, there's, it's kind of cool to envision, like, what would this trench look like? without water like if you could walk up to like i know it's not or it doesn't exactly have an edge because it's kind of like rounded but like if you could walk up to the quote-unquote edge and like stare in like that would just be that would be mind-boggling right yeah that would just be nuts so to put it uh to put it into perspective the let me look up uh okay how deep uh, i'm looking at trying to see how deep the grand canyon is how deep? Because if you were to stand by the Grand Canyon and look out, yeah, uh, it says deep. Its deepest point is eighteen miles at its oh at its widest eighteen miles. It doesn't say how deep it is. Average oh four thousand feet deep. So that's about a mile deep, so, right? Yeah, so, 
Yeah. How how deep is a mile? Uh, Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. So hold on. But we can just we can just use miles though, right? We can just use miles as as our. How how tall is Everest? Oh, one again? mile. Say it again. One mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet. So if you're standing at the Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon isn't even one mile deep. No, it's not. The the Mariana Trench is seven miles deep. That's that's bananas, man. Like. I, I just I can't imagine just staring into it. It would just be it'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, good thoughts, here, Joe. <laughs> here, here, here I'll, I'll end you with this: If Mount Everest were hypothetically placed into the trench at its point, oh, like upside down, it's yeah, its peak would still be underwater by wow. more than two kilometers. Dang. Yeah. That, so deep. everything is underwater. You put you take all of Mount Everest, something that it. we think is huge, you dunk it, and it's still underwater. All right. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. We should just re- rename this episode Mariana Trench. That's crazy. Just, just talk about it for an hour. <laughs> no, the, the segment will now be known as That's Crazy. And we're yeah. just going to talk about something that's crazy. Like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Joe, we got a few minutes left here. Let, let's knock out our, uh, let me find my weird news button here. We got some weird news. I don't even know where it's at. Did I even put it on here? Just, you, I guess you'll just have to hit the, uh, the quiz game button again. Game show, correct. Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't think I ever loaded on here. Oh, no, because that was one that we actually had professionally done. Hang on a second. From all across the world, there are stories to be told. The strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. It's time. For the weird news. Yes. Nice. Okay. You found it. All right. I found it. All right. So we got a <clears throat> got a few minutes left here, Joe. I have one story. I believe you said you had one as well. Yep. Yep. All right. So I found. Oh no, this one was given to me. Uh, my sister in law. Uh, she sent me this. She's like, "Did you hear about this story?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Send it to me." Uh, the title is on uh, newsbreak.com. Uh, right. It is a a cocaine shipment worth $83 million gets delivered to a supermarket by mistake. <laughs> it says drug smugglers lost out on a shipment of cocaine hidden in crates of bananas after it was delivered to Czech supermarkets before it could be intercepted in Germany. Uh, the entire no haul was kidding. eventually seized by cops while supermarket workers at different stores across the country uh, started discovering the powder-filled packages in the banana crates. So, yeah, they they lost out on some cocaine there. That's a lot of Coke. $83 million so, worth. Yeah, oh, it I says the total, say, the total weight of the cocaine was uh, 1,851 pounds of cocaine. I mean, that's that's an absurd Wait a minute. amount of drugs. Right? Are you, right? Is that right? Yeah. How much does a pound of Coke go for? That's... That seems pretty fucking ridiculous, actually. Right. It said it's millions <laughs> of dollars, right? 83 million. Millions of, yeah. Like, that had to have been the biggest, that had to have been the biggest shipment. In, I mean, I, I, I have nothing to compare it to. Like, that's right. a massive Divided shipment. Divided by eight. We're doing some math on the show today. 1850. Here we go. That's, f- oh my God. All right. So, apparently, a pound of cocaine goes for $44,840. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? No. Right. We're now we're now calculating <laughs> drug prices on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. Like we really can't be right. 
we've really taken a turn. We have. I was just curious with math. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, like how much is it? Forty-four thousand well, dollars for a pound. That's well, it's, crazy. It's important to it's important to get it right because, and this is a joke. I'm just joking about this, but you know how like police will be like, "Hey, there's a big bust last night, right?" And it's yeah. like it's eighteen million dollars worth of drugs, and then they show like a picture of it, and it's like it's, a, it's, it's like in a, a duffel spr- bag. Yeah. yeah, it's in a duffel bag, or there's a sprinkle on the table, and the cops are all standing behind it, like, "Yeah," and they're and you're like, you know, you're like I don't do drugs, but I'm pretty sure that's not worth like eighty million dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna look up. This is gonna be bad because it's gonna be in my algorithms now. Uh, how much is a pound of cocaine? <laughs> the FBI is knocking on your door now. Um, right. Yeah. Excuse me. Were you researching pound of cocaine? Uh, it says how much is a kilo of cocaine? Oh, here we go. God, this. Well, yeah, because in all the in all the movies in the '80s, all the drug movies and the action drug movies in the '80s, it was always a kilo. Yeah. Uh, up to oh oh okay, so it just depends on where you buy it. Okay. So, uh, well, how much? One kilogram of cocaine is about $1,800 in Colombia and is up to $34,000 in New York City. So, I guess depending on where you're selling it. So, uh, yeah. So, so that number, so are, that number are, is, are we, that number can be interpreted different ways. Yeah, sure. Right. Depending it's on the market. Like, it's like almost any, right. Depends on the market. Supply yeah. and demand, right? Yeah. So, I guess not too far off if they're using New York prices. Yeah, you you know you know what this this actually this, just this situation mm-hmm. just reminds me of like all that that cheesy scene in every single like eighties and nineties drug action movie where the cops would walk into the 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 cocaine warehouse. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. They Go take, ahead. They, right, they take the knife, they slice one of someone's, the bags open. Someone's got then, a switchblade. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone gets the switchblade out, slices the bag open, and then tastes it. Yeah, to like, make sure coke. that it's actually cocaine. Right. <laughs> It's like if they walked into and they like they rolled up a joint and they hit took a couple of hits and like yep <laughs> yep uh, right and they all kind of like, like shrink off them. with it like we we better go test this some more yeah book them <laughs> right yeah I Damn better it. I better take it's... this bag over here for further testing just to make sure yeah, you... right right exactly <laughs> yeah it's so ridiculous like, got a party later <laughs> I mean I mean we got to put it in the evidence room later. yes. <laughs> So oh ridiculous, God. man. All right. So what's uh, what was your story? What did you have? All right. So I have, this is kind of an interesting one. Today is just a very space mathy kind of thing going on here. All right. Cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. We're all we're mixing all the good yeah. things together. All right. Here we go. NASA halts sale of cockroach eaten Apollo 11 moon dust. What? I know. Put those words together. Ready? NASA halts the sale of cockroach. Cockroach eaten Apollo 11 moon dust. Who was so, selling it? Who was selling it? Uh, it was it was actually about to go under auction. From NASA? Um, is it, an entomologist. Uh, apparently, I, I, I don't know. They, they don't explain the full story here. So I can only I can only tell you what's what's here. So there was this um, auction about to happen in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And the auction was, so what NASA did shortly after uh, Apollo 11 came back with with moon rocks and moon dust and and the things that it had excavated from the moon, NASA, which is just like, they're basically just throwing anything at the wall to see what happens. They fed moon dust to cockroaches just to see what would happen. Said the insects had been fed moon dust by NASA scientists in the immediate aftermath of the 1969 
Apollo 11 lunar landing mission. I don't know if I like this. This sounds like the beginning well, of a, like a, like a fucking scary sci-fi movie. Like all of a sudden they're going to get right. like huge, like huge moon cockroaches. Well, and the point was, is that they were just seeing if it, because remember, this is the literal first time anybody has come back from the moon. Right. Yeah. And at that time, nobody was actually a hundred percent sure that it was okay that the astronauts who have been con in contact with moon dust, if it was okay for them to just go about their business anymore, like they don't know anything. So, so they, they wanted to let some bugs eat it and see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to see if these bugs would like implode from nothing. Okay. And apparently absolutely nothing happened. These bugs eventually just died uh, in not, from their own like whatever. life cycle. Buck bug death. Yeah. And since there was and, and then and then when their bodies decayed, what didn't decay? The moon dust that they had eaten. Oh really? So it was recollected by an entomologist who was working on it. And I think I don't know, it doesn't exactly say how it got into the arms of this auction company, but this auction company was going to auction it off. But right before they did, NASA said, that's technically ours. You can't do that. Okay. Okay. I see that. But here's my question. If yeah. one, do cockroaches generally eat dust? And um, if, I guess if they do, does it normally digest or is it left inside? Like, I don't think they eat dust. How do they get them? Like, like you eat, you eat that fucking dust. Like how do yeah, they, how do they do it? I would have to assume again, I'm just going to totally speculate here. I, I have no idea if this is it, but I'm assuming if NASA has the cockroaches and they know what they're going to eat. If the thing about moon dust, you have to understand is that it sticks to anything and it's extremely fine. Oh, so, so it's all like you would a, have to do like is like a graphite powder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All you would have to do is put it on something that they're eating in their cage or their, you know, their, whatever they're in and they're going to eat it. They're going to okay. digest it anyway. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking here. They cockroaches tend to eat manure fruits, sugars, and other dead animals. So, okay. Yes. Dust is not in their primary diet. So yeah, you're right. They probably sprinkled it on something. So it was completely undigestible, which I don't think regular dirt probably would be either. No. And apparently these cockroaches couldn't digest it. So basically, but, but NASA, when the cockroaches like didn't explode from the inside out, you know, they knew it was okay to, you know, the astronauts were probably fine. Right. They opened the box up. They're like, like eight times bigger than normal. <laughs> Neil Armstrong comes out. He's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> he gets off, he gets off the shuttle. He can't, doesn't come out the door anymore. He's like, I'm too big. <laughs> he keeps, I think I might've ingested some moon dust. <laughs> I tried a little bit of it. It was on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All yeah. right. Well, I think on that note, Joe, we probably ought to wrap this one up. We're a little, little over an hour. So uh, let's, let's call this one. Uh, assuming you're done with that story. Uh, that's it. They, okay. NASA said you can't sell it because technically that moon dust is ours. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. So, all right, man. Let's call this one. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time. <laughs>